guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I'm gonna hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to episode 93 a summer camp podcast field trip episode where each Thursday in July and August, we head out to check out a different podcast. And before we head out today on our podcast field trip, I just want to update you guys on the Ninja Parenting community, which the Ninja Parenting community is the the online community that I've been working to build these last few months. If you're new to the show, you may not have heard of it. Um, It's it's going to be awesome. Uh, but one one thing that has happened, you know, that this story does include is I got to the point of just able to open it like where everything was ready. The forums were all ready for you. And it was going to be it is going to be so great. But um, we had people wanting to join and I did not I, I failed to make one important test. It was the live test to see that everything worked properly in terms of inputting credit card information and and um, being able to take payments. And what we discovered was that the it, there's a glitch. There's this tiny technical glitch, and it has taken me all month to figure it out. And by the time this episode airs in late July, this is the last Tuesday of July here when this podcast drops, if you're listening to it in real time on, its, on the day it drops, uh, I have not you know, by the time it drops on the, on that last Tuesday in July, my goal is to have the community open and available in beta, which beta means a that that you guys get to anybody who's in the community gets to help direct what what we're talking about and what what classes come up and what we're what uh, what my expertise in knowing young kids so well can do to help the people in the community. Um, But it also means that it's beta also because I don't know, you know, everything about building an online community yet. So, so this glitch has, has definitely, it's made it so that I was unable to open at the end of June, which is when I really, really wanted to open. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome when it does open. Hopefully by the time this airs, it is open. So keep your fingers crossed there. Um, whether it is or not, whether it is or not open on this day in July, the last day, last Tuesday in July, you can still go to weturnedoutok.com and click the Ninja Parenting Community Login tab to find out more. It's such a great community to belong to. If you're worrying about any aspect of parenting your young kids, whether they're having trouble in daycare or, you know, as we get started in school again, um, or if you're having trouble balancing work and family, because that is, that can be so difficult for for us parents, right? If you just find yourself in need of some extra support, more than we turned out okay alone can give, I hope you'll check it out. And I will link to the Ninja Parenting Community login in the show notes. So today we are boarding the big yellow bus the big yellow field trip bus that has pulled into our summer camp parking lot. I don't know about you if you ever went to summer camp, but that was the day at camp that the, the you know, there were school buses in, in like 
the regular lives, right? But those big yellow buses were field trip buses when they showed up at camp. And uh, they always went somewhere awesome. We used to, we'd go to the ocean. Um, I was able to take the, the summer camp that I attended. We, we had the option of joining a four-day hike into the White Mountains Presidential Range of New Hampshire. So, I mean, when that bus came into the parking lot, that meant good, good stuff. And I think that's why I keep talking about it. Like, so here we have the, the bus pulled into the parking lot. Uh, the doors are open and it's taking us to one of my very favorite podcasts. It's called Good Life Project with Jonathan Fields as the host. And I love this podcast so much because Jonathan Fields has, he's a, first of all, he's a fantastic interviewer. He, he loves depth and he loves, I don't know Jonathan Fields perfectly you know, personally, but I have this feeling that if he were to step out into, you know, if he were, if he were, he lives in New York city, but if he were up at a lake in, you know, rural Vermont or something like that, and it was a moonless night and he stepped out to, you know, into the night, he would look at the stars and have all the same questions about those stars that I have. And I don't really know if that's true or not, but you just get this feeling from him that he's, a really, really deep person with a lot of the questions he asks as a really deep person are like amazing questions. And I mean, truly, I aspire to be an interviewer like Jonathan Fields is an interviewer. Um, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm learning, I'm getting there. I'm certainly not anywhere to to the point where Jonathan is yet. But um, I mean, like, my aspiration is to is to be able to have a conversation with every guest like Jonathan Fields has with all of his guests. And um, so when you're talking about deep things, and then the nice thing is too, um, it's not always about like somebody recovering from breast cancer or somebody who suffered terrible abuse as a child and has kind of gone on to surmount that. It's oftentimes, it's really deep, but it's about not particularly deep things, I guess. I, 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 you know, I know that sounds weird, but in the way that if you listen back to, um, if you were, you know, if you were listening to the episode that in which I talked about my dad's brain surgery, which he had brain surgery in May, and I came on the podcast to share my interviews with both my parents. I, I was able to talk to them for Mother's Day and Father's Day of 2015, and just before I aired those, I, I got on the podcast and I kind of just talked for it was a really a just you and me episode combined with a guest interview episode because I wanted to talk about what I learned during this experience um, of watching my folks as my dad went through the brain surgery and he's doing really really well by the way he's um he's last night I talked to them and my dad was cooking dinner because my mom had spent all day making jam so dad was saying okay you know I'm, I'm taking dinner tonight so my mom could put her feet up and rest and my dad you know, made dinner, which for a guy two months out of brain surgery, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, all the setup, cleanup and cooking and everything like that. So, um, but I bring that episode up and I will link to it in the show notes. I, uh, I'm, I don't have the episode number right in front of me and I'm not going to take your time while I, while I look it up, but I'll link to it. It's probably in the eighties somewhere, seventies or eighties. And I bring it up because that was a really deep and serious time when my father is confronting brain surgery, recovering from brain surgery. That's a big deal, right? But the little moments where we could joke 
uh, there was this one day where I, I texted them and I was like, hey, fun seekers, what are you guys doing today? What are you up to today? And I was on my way out there. I I hadn't arrived yet in Buffalo where my dad's surgery was. And they just got such a kick out of being called fun seekers. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, if it's deep, it doesn't have to be sad and oppressive and 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 upsetting. Um, oftentimes deep things can be expressions of wonder. And I'm, you know, just bringing it back around to what I'm talking about today. Jonathan Fields is really, really good at talking about the wonder side of being deep or, you know, of, of depth. So, um, I want to, that's why I love the, his, his podcast so much. And I wanted to link to two specific episodes, which I will link to in the show notes. They don't, he, Jonathan Fields doesn't do episode numbers, at least not that I've found. Um, so I'm listening to them by date. And the first one is a recent one. They're both from this past June. Although, I mean, like every episode blows my mind. But anyway, these two episodes I felt like would be really pertinent to you listening because, um, well, the first one is actually uh, with a parenting expert. He interviewed a woman named Dr. Shafali Tsiberi. Hang on, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I am going to get into my phone for this. This is important to get right. So uh, let me just... Uh, please, you know, have patience with me while I, while I dig into the Good Life Project, um, while I get into the feed, and while I go back to June the 9th, which is when this episode aired. It is with Sh- Dr. Shafali Tsaberi. She is Indian from India, and um, she has a lovely, just this lyrical accent that I could just listen to all day. And she... Uh, is apparently, I, I didn't know this, but uh, her name may sound familiar to you because she has been on Oprah. She's like, she's a really, really well-known kind of celebrity parenting expert in the, in the, in the, in the parenting world. And she's got this incredible take on why we parents do the things that we do, like what motivates us as parents. And so often it goes back to like our childhoods. So if... Oh gosh, I mean, I you know, I I wasn't thinking about examples when I got on this show, but if um, if something, so you know, here's another, here's a, here's a really deep one from that I discussed, and again, I don't, I'm so sorry about this, I don't have the episode number, but I will link to it in the show notes, I promise. Sometime in the spring, late winter, early spring, I did an episode on when I was a kid, I was uh, molested, I was sexually abused, and I talk about that because I think you can learn from my experience being a parent having been molested as a child because it, it definitely shifted things for me. For example, the the reason I bring it up is because when our oldest was, I don't know, he was probably 10 or 11. Um, we dropped him off as usual at our local comic book store for his, his weekly uh, Yu-Gi-Oh playing, um, which is something that he loved to do from from the time that he was seven or eight until he was like, 14 I think which is when finally they the the comic book shop stopped doing these these um games stopped offering the this time to come and play Yu-Gi-Oh anyway so we dropped him off and I went in with him just to you know say hello and it was a different person it was like a the employee that was in the store was somebody that I had never known not anyone with any I didn't have any issue with this person at all with this guy um and Max was the only kid in the store. There was no one else in the store. And we pulled out of the parking lot and I started to have these real fears that like, 
what could this guy do to him? He Max is alone in the store. What if, I mean, things can happen in an instant, right? And like, these are not thoughts that I think everybody has. And I'm, I had to balance my fears for my child with what, with what it, and and like my expectations that this is not going to, he's not going to be molested in the store on this particular morning. Um, Just because this guy is new, he's a trusted employee. I mean, he's not somebody who's going to hurt a kid, right? Um, But because I had been molested as a child, I sort of immediately went there. I just thought to myself, oh my God, like, is what happened to me going to happen to him? And it was a completely different situation. My, my situation was not, it was, it was in my own home. It was not, it was a relative, you know, a distant relative, but a relative. And, um, you know, so I, I think the reason I'm bringing that up is because Dr. Tsaberry, who, you know, the parenting expert talks about how like when we, the things that happened to us when we were kids, the way that we were treated, um, the expectations for us, we, if we haven't really dealt with those and looked at them, we are playing those out now on our kids. I mean, that's a really deep idea. And just thinking back to the day when we dropped Max off, I was able to talk about this with Ben. I was able, he, he said to me, you know what, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think it's very possible that this is, you know, this is because you had this experience as a kid. And what we really did about it was, um, I would, I would say we dropped him off and maybe 10 minutes later, I called the store, um, just to ask for the hours, just to know that the, the guy, the store, you know, the guy who was minding the store that morning was not, in the bathroom molesting my son. I mean, like that was, that was, I think that was my, uh, gosh, what's the word? My, um, bargain, I guess that I, that I made that day. And like, I could hear when I called, I mean, it's 10 minutes later, I could hear other kids. Um, I could hear people in the store. I could hear that, that, that it wasn't just Max and this, this guy. And um, again, I've got no problem with the employee at all. This was, you know, realizing that this was in my own head and that I couldn't restrict Max from going to his his Yu-Gi-Oh game that day. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm thinking about it re- regarding Jonathan Fields and his interview with Dr. Shafali uh, Tsabri because I didn't stop him from going out into the world and experiencing something. I, I've done some other things to make sure, you know, to, to to make sure that if he has been molested or if either of them have been molested, that they uh, are comfortable talking about it, which not that hasn't happened to either of them. And I mean, I'm as sure as I can possibly be. It, it may turn out that something like that has happened. And if it does, then we'll, we'll deal with it at the time. But um, but we we've always talked really openly about, uh, you know, if somebody touches you inappropriately, um, you know, to just talking about that. And, and I gosh, this is a real tangent that I wasn't expecting to get off on today. But uh, what I love about doc- Dr. Shafali Sabri is her way of getting into our motivations and how they can affect the rearing of our children. And again, it's not an upsetting conversation at all. Um, it's really deep and wonderful. And because that's what Jonathan Fields is really, really good at. So so first, I'm going to ask you to go and listen to uh, on, our, on our podcast field trip to go listen to June 9th episode with Dr. Shafali Tsabri uh, about parenting. And then the next one that I want to listen, 
that I want you to listen to that I, I want you to, you know, head out on the field trip to go and hear is the June 2nd episode that Jonathan Fields had with his conversation with guest Amy Herman, who's the author of a book about visualization and perception. And God, this is like one of my favorite conversations that Jonathan Fields has ever had. Um, Amy Herman runs a seminar in an art museum in New York City. Uh, I think it's like the big art museum. I don't remember what it's called, but like, you know, the one that has the paintings from the Impressionists and the sculptures from, you know, years and years and decades and centuries past and um, just lots of great art. And what she does is she brings in uh, police officers, FBI agents, teachers, people who... I think what was really interesting was the the sort of police officer aspect of this, because police officers, if they come into the job with a bias, in other words, if their perceptions do not agree with reality, bad things can happen. You know, that's why we get, uh, that's one reason anyway, why we get people being shot for for being black, because a, a police officer would look at or might look at a black person walking down the street and perceive something that is not actually there and act according to those perceptions. And I, um, when I heard Jonathan Fields interviewing Amy Herman about how art and perception can, can change the reality that these, that these police officers kind of live in, I was just blown away. And um, I thought to myself, of course, I have great perception, right? Like, my perception is is open and I see everything, you know. Um, and then I went away out to a family reunion. And while I was on this family reunion, I was talking to my brother Dave and his wife Lena. We were on a walk uh, through the woods and I'm talking to them about this this interview and um, there was a, there's this particular aspect of this conversation that Jonathan Fields has with Amy Herman in which they talk about uh, New York, up like the... the the very tip of Manhattan, which is where my brother Dave lived for um, quite a few years. And we were talking about one particular aspect of, of up, you know, the very tip of Manhattan that some people see and perceive and others don't. And as we're talking about this, we're walking through the woods and I'm, you know, in my like little bubble thinking that I see everything. And as we walk through the woods, I see like, uh, I know where I, you know, I can identify where I am because we're, we're passing a sort of, sometimes you'll see things in the woods, like this is an old rusting kind of water heater that somebody had just abandoned in the woods. And um, we, we go around the bend and we get up onto this trail and we go across this, uh, this rails to trail bridge that was right near where we were staying. And it was awesome. And then another day I go out with my brother, Dave and my sister-in-law, Lena and my son and we're walking the other way on this trail. So uh, we made a loop. And then the, the next time I'm walking on this very same trail, <laughs> we're going the loop in the opposite direction. And so we come to the point in our, in our uh, path where I'm looking for the water heater. And I'm looking for it on the correct side, but I still don't see it. And what I do see in about the same area are these two rusted out hulls of cars, huge hulking cars, like from the 70s, you know, when cars were really big. 
And I see these two cars, which I did not see on my way in on the same path. And I do not see the water heater. And I conclude that we are lost. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, I think we're lost. This is the wrong trail. Somehow we've we've ended up on a different trail, a different path. And Lena says to me, she's like, no, no, the water heater's right over there, sweetie. <laughs> and I looked, we'd already passed the water heater. And not only that, but I had completely failed to see on our way into the woods while I'm talking about perception. I'd completely failed to see these two gigantic cars. I mean, I still can't get over this. So what I did about that was I basically came home and decided to order Amy Herman's book, which is about visual. It's the, I think the first word, the title is visualization or visualizing, something like that. Um, talk about failing to perceive what's right in front of me, right? So it just really brought home to me how quickly, how, how, how quickly the brain can conclude that something that is true is not true. I mean, here I was thinking we were lost, like that we had made a huge mistake. And immediately my mind went to like, how are we going to get home? I mean, you can really screw yourself up when your perception is not what it should be. And uh, so that's why I want you to go back and listen to the Amy Herman, Jonathan Fields interview from June the 2nd. And I just really hope that you enjoy these episodes of this week's podcast field trip. And in fact, I really hope that you enjoy all of Jonathan Fields podcast episodes because they're amazing. Uh, get in touch and let me know what you think by going to weturnedoutokay.com slash contact. You can find me on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or on Instagram at weturnedoutokay. And just let me know, um, have you ever screwed up your perception? Like, is do you ever miss things that are literally right in front of you as I did? And if so, um, I'd love to hear about that. I think that would be a really interesting, uh, on my, in my email group, I, I, Sometimes we'll ask a question of the week. And I think that might have to be this week's question is what's, you know, have you ever completely missed something that you thought was right in front of you and and wasn't? Um, And what happened about that? Uh, So thank you just so much for listening today. I really appreciate that you're here with me right now in this moment. It, It means so much to me. And I love, uh, I love also when you get in touch with me, when you comment Uh, You know, your thoughts on summer camp, on raising a family, on everything else that you choose to share with me. I just get so much out of interacting with you, connecting with you, and I just appreciate it so much. And a special thanks also today to our producer, the man whose perception is often broader than mine. Uh, I'm so thankful for him, the 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,